0: Hello and welcome to the Kangaroo English Podcast. My name is Christian and today is Monday, the best day of the week. <laughs> now, if you've uh, listened to any of my podcasts before, you know that I don't often tell uh, personal stories, but I recently asked you what what kind of content you'd like to hear more of. And, yeah, a majority of people said that they would like to hear some more of my personal experiences with, with language learning and teaching and, and so today I'm going to tell you a little story um, actually it's a story about my father-in-law uh, because I, I, spent, I spent quite a lot of time with my father-in-law uh, last week and so my, my father-in-law was, was born in England and, and he was in the army and so he worked in in lots of different places, uh, traveling around uh, in uh, Northern Ireland, Germany, and and even in the Middle East, in in countries that don't even exist anymore. And and during that time, um, you know, part of his part of his uh, you know work, his regular job in the army, was to learn a little bit of the local languages, uh, which which he used to do. Um, and then uh about about forty years ago he met my my mother in- law the the dreaded mother in- law um, and and my mother in-law is spanish she 's from the north of Spain and she had moved to England. Uh, she decided to you know leave her family and and go to you know the big city, go to london to, to look for work and make a new life. And so they met there and uh, they got married and they lived together for, for 40 years in, in England. Um, and, but of course then came the, the moment to retire and they decided that they were going to retire to Spain where, where, uh, in the area where my mother-in-law is, is from, which is the, the north of Spain. And so they, uh, they moved to the north of Spain but before they did, my father-in-law decided that um, he should take Spanish classes, you know which is great because he wanted to you know he wanted to integrate, he wanted to be able to to do things when he was here. Um, you know, it was great, so he he took night classes at the at the local community college but unfortunately I'm afraid to say that you know the classes were the typical um you know the typical the typical thing right so he he went into class he got given a workbook and um you know they didn't do any speaking activities so 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 after 6 months he he came away from his his s- spanish classes with with nothing <laughs> his his level of spanish went from 0 to to 0.1 <laughs> and um but he he wasn't worried right but he wasn't worried because he said to himself and and also his 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 wife maria said you know it doesn't matter because soon we're going to be immersed soon we're going to move to spain and we're going to be immersed and you know they they had a good reason to think that because um the north of Spain is is not like other parts of Spain like like let's say the the Costa del Sol which has a very large um immigrant british community and they have irish pubs and they have you know f- football pubs and they have um you know restaurants serving fish and chips um where they live is not like that it was a tiny little village um and And it was it was an, an amazing opportunity for immersion, right because none of the locals really speak English um, you you couldn't find a better place to be immersed in theory but th- this this is something that I know that a lot of learners have in their mind right they they have this little voice in the back of their head that says "Listen um... If, you, if, I, if I really want to get fluent, I just need to move to, to, to England, right? If I move to London, I'm, I'm going to be there with all the English speakers. I'm going to get fluent. If I move to New York, um, you know, it's going to happen. That, that's the only way to really, you know, go from, from zero to intermediate or the only real way to go from intermediate to, 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 to perfectly fluent. Um, that, that's what a lot of learners think. But this story isn't like that, okay, because, and this is the theme, this is the message I want you to take away from this podcast, is that immersion is a mindset, it is not a geographical location. Um, and, and my father-in-law is a perfect demonstration of that, because after 14 years of living here in Spain, his level is still basically zero, <laughs> He is unable to communicate in, in, any, in any meaningful way with, with anybody. Um, and, and how is this possible you ask, right? Because um, because h- how can someone be in a country for so long and not learn any language? And, and maybe you're also thinking about that um, you know, that, that guy you know, you know, that guy you know who moved to a country and learned how to speak the language in three months. You know, so how can someone live, you know, in a country for 14 years and not learn anything? Well, what you have to remember is that immersion and language learning, they're a state of mind, right? So, as an adult, there are plenty of things that we can do we can do everything that we need to survive without having any language skills on a day-to-day basis. We can, um, you know, we can go to the supermarket and we can, um, you know, choose the products from the shelf and take them to the till and pay for them and not say a single word. In fact, in, in big cities like London, that's normal to not, (laughs) to, to not say anything, right? Um, because everybody's so moody. Um, and you know we can do things like, with 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 gestures and with pointing and with very few words we can survive, and do things like open bank accounts and, um, you know, do paperwork. It's it's absolutely possible to survive without learning language. And and so the main reason my my father-in-law failed to to learn Spanish, is because he failed to either have or to create necessity and necessity is really what immersion is all about when when people say they want immersion what they mean is they want to be forced to, to use the language right um, they want to be forced to to have to speak it uh, even if they're embarrassed or scared or they don't know the word for that thing or that, that that's what immersion is and Again, let me repeat immersion is not a geographical location it's a state of mind and and it reminds me of of this story that i that I often tell and I'm sorry if you've heard this story before, but it's the story of the uh, bodybuilder Arnold Schwarzenegger and and I saw him in an interview once and somebody asked him so Arnold, which weight is the best type of weight is it?" Dumbbells or kettlebells? And he answered, It doesn't matter because your muscle can't see what you're holding in your hand. <laughs> and, and and I just absolutely love that reply because, you know, we often get so worried about the technical details of everything that we just forget the common sense that your muscle can't see what you're holding in your hand, and exactly the same thing is true for immersion. If you are having conversations in English regularly, if you are writing, reading, um, you know, using your English to get things done, your brain doesn't know the difference. It doesn't know whether you're doing it from your living room in Poland or whether you're doing it from, you know, your your, your local cafe in the centre of London and you know there really are no excuses for you not to create an immersion environment it's about creating need so I'm talking about writing every day, writing a diary, writing a short story, starting a novel, whatever it is. It Remember it's not always about the end goal your end goal might be that, you know, you do have a best-selling novel at the end, but probably not. Your end goal is to use the process to learn a language. So, write a novel, write a short story, write a diary, write a blog, read every day, read a lot, record a podcast, start a YouTube channel, have conversations with people, no excuses, and even if you don't have access to technology, if you prefer the real thing, and, you know, and I prefer the real thing. I personally don't like online classes. I much prefer to have a teacher in front of me, you know. Um, even in my tiny, tiny village where I live, you know, I have a, I have an Arabic teacher from Morocco. Um, you know, and if I wanted to learn, uh, you know, Polish or... or Whatever, you know, my target language was, I would be able to find someone. And with English, you know, there are, there are so many people who speak English, there's no excuses. And, and again, another story that I've told, and I'm sorry if you've heard this before, but um, I've told the story of the, a guy who, who lives in, in Hanoi in Vietnam. And, and once a week, he goes to, to the center of town where the tourists are. And he offers to give tourists a free tour of the city in English, and that's how he practices his language. No technology, no no money required. Just uh, ambition and 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 drive and commitment. And so there's no excuses. Um, and 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 I want to say just just one more thing about. Uh, about my experiences with people who have have travelled to 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 other countries, English-speaking countries, like students of mine, um, and the the students who have been successful, and the students who have failed, they all have one thing in common, and that was respect for the culture. So. Those those students who who went to you know to New York uh, and lived there for six months and then came back and <laughs> sometimes their English had got worse or sometimes it was just the same. They they were always the students who did not integrate into the culture and and those students that came back or sometimes didn't come back. Um, you know the students who who came back you know with 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 an, with an incredible difference in their level. Those were the ones who had who had um accepted and appreciated and respected the culture. And I think that a lot of students don't realize how important that is in the immersion aspect, right? So the the important thing to remember here is that um I'm talking about learning and respecting the target culture of the place where you'll be using your language, right? So If you're not going to be using your language in England, you don't need to learn anything about English culture, right? Uh, If you're going to be using your English in Japan, for example, yes, you need to learn about Japanese culture. And this is important because culture and language are deeply connected. And and I'll give you just, you know, some silly examples. So, um... You know, in, in Japan, part of the culture is, is, which is reflected in the language, is a social hierarchy. You know, um, people are, are, are put in order of, you know, the, the, the work that they do and how old they are. And, um, you know, it's, it's a complicated system and it's reflected in the Japanese language. And so, you cannot just dismiss all that. You cannot just pretend that doesn't exist when you're using your English to communicate in Japan and, and you know something similar is true you know in England. Um, you know I remember uh, a student who came back from England and, and we had a, a discussion in class about how she couldn't believe and she, she thought it was such a waste of time the way that uh, English speakers beat around the bush. The way that they uh, talk, uh, talk, or in a roundabout way, right? Especially when it comes to, let's say, socially difficult things like maybe requesting something or ordering, right? So, you know, if you want a pencil, you might say, um, "Listen, if you um, wouldn't mind, if it's not too much trouble, could you please pass me that pencil?" <laughs> okay, that was that was a bit of an exaggeration, but. You you would definitely you would definitely hear people say, um, you know, if it's not too much trouble, would you mind passing me that pencil? And you know, to to a Spanish speaker, that seems like a lot of wasted words, right? But what you have to understand is that number one, it's it's necessary because of the way that we express politeness using the English language but that's just one aspect the most important aspect is that it's an essential part of the english culture politeness and and so if you don't understand it and if you don't respect it and if you don't incorporate it into your language learning well then you're not going to be fluent right you must you must accept and 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 i would say and maybe this is controversial, but I would even say you have to love the target culture. Whatever that is, whether you're using your English in, in India or, or, or in Iraq or Jamaica, wherever it is, you have to love the culture because it's an essential part of, 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 of fluency. Because if your mind isn't open to the culture and this has actually been shown in 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 research if your mind isn't open to the culture you don't notice uh, linguistic structures you you ignore them and you don't incorporate them into your own speech it is a barrier to fluency so I think the message the message from this podcast is is that um we n- necessity is necessity is difficult for adults right because um adults are busy people let's let's not pretend you know adults are are busy with family with work with trying to you know exercise and and read and be good people you know it's it's hard work um and so you know the truth is we can get by We can find ways to avoid the necessity of of learning and using language, so we have to be strict about creating it, right? We have to be there creating necessity and part of that is eliminating excuses and remembering always that immersion is a state of mind and not a geographical location and that Little voice in your head that tells you that you can only get fluency if you move somewhere well now you can now you can start to to work on that voice right you can start to eliminate it tell it to go away <laughs> um, because as as demonstrated by my father in law um, you could be immersed physically but Not immersed mentally at all. I'm Christian, this is Kangaroo English, and I'll see you in class.